You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Welcome to Episode 6, The Gift of Joy, Part 2. In today's show, we pick up where we left off in Episode 5, talking about the gift of joy. That show's summary in a sentence was, We can transform our relationships when we join in the joy others are experiencing, even when their joy has nothing to do with us. It's a great gift we can give ourselves. To illustrate the point, I share two stories of how people process joy so differently. I'll put a link to episode 5 at the bottom of today's show notes. Today in part 2, I need to admit that all the joy we hear around Christmas time often doesn't register with me. For me, the more melancholy Christmas carols drown out the mood of the joyful ones. The ambience around I'll be home for Christmas and white Christmas more typically characterize my emotions than joy to the world. My heart tends to drift to the melancholy side of life anyway, and Christmas tends to push me even more in that direction. Most of it has to do with reminders of the painful dysfunction of my childhood, and then this particular Christmas, several of my friends are going through a really tough patch in their life, and it's really hard to see the joy. My hunch is that some of you are like me, or you have friends or family like me. How can people like us find a measure of joy during what others describe as the most joyous time of the year? I found an answer that works for me, and there's a good chance it will work for you, too. In episode 5, I mentioned that we find joy not by looking for it, but instead by waiting for joy to come to us. I find that thought comforting, one less thing to work at. Another way of looking at joy coming to us is to think of joy as more like a cat than a dog. And I hope I don't get in trouble here with you cat and dog owners. My wife and I have had both. But with dogs, there's the expectation that they will meet a need we have. Most dogs enjoy people and they want to engage with us and they want us to affirm them. They want to be part of our world. Dogs are easy, but mostly quite needy. Not so with cats. Cats don't need us. They're self-assured and not codependent on us like dogs are. They're not impressed with our words. You never say to a cat, good kitty, good kitty, when they do something that meets your approval. They would laugh at you if you did. They're already snickering at us humans on the inside the way it is. But where the joy comes with a cat is when they do the unexpected. Cats will surprise you. Dogs never do. They don't know how to. They are way too predictable. And there's little joy in the predictable. But a cat knows how to surprise. Like when you visit at a friend at their house and the cat goes into hiding when you ring the doorbell. But then an hour into your visit and when you least expect it, the cat appears out of nowhere and ever so quietly jumps up on your lap as if you have been their best buds for the past 20 years as it just sits there and purrs. So unexpected, so surprising. That's what joy is. It finds you like a cat. You don't find it. The harder you look for joy, the less likely you'll find it. Less is more when it comes to finding joy. Joy is found in surprises. And how can you go looking for a surprise? You can't. 
To get more joy in our life, we need to be prepared for joy to find us. We need to be ready for surprises. Well, how do you do that? How do we prepare for joy to find us, like a friend's cat who comes out of hiding to jump on our lap? The answer is that we need to create a welcoming place in our heart for joy to find us. I have an example of how joy found me. Several years ago, I stumbled upon a YouTube video by accident. It's of a flash mob at the food court of the Seaway Mall in Welland, Ontario, Canada. I have a link uh, to this video at the bottom of the show notes, so you can watch it uh, either now and then come back, or wait until I'm finished and then watch it for yourself later. I've watched it many times myself. When you click on the link, there will likely be an ad playing, but uh, if you can find the skip ad uh, button, click on that and you'll go right into the video. There are a number of videos just like this about flash mobs and shopping malls, but I think this particular one is the best. So if you want to Google it, uh, just type in uh, Christmas Food Court Flash Mob 2010. Well, anyway, uh, in this particular flash mob, 87 people from a church choir in Ontario, Canada, scattered themselves throughout the food court of this particular mall on Saturday, November 13, 2010. Out of nowhere... And on cue, precisely at 12 noon, one person from the choir interrupts the eating and quiet conversation by standing up and begins to sing the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah. Shortly thereafter, others from the choir, all dressed as holiday shoppers, they gradually join in. And for the next four and a half minutes, the food court patrons are treated to one of the most beautiful choral pieces ever written. This video really moved me, and it's moved other people, too. In fact, the local newspaper at the time wrote an article about about this particular um, flash mob, and they interviewed a number of people uh, who were there and actually who who watched the video. And here are some of the quotes from, from the newspaper article. One person said, I am not a religious person, but I found this video to be beautiful, and it brought tears to my eyes. Well done. Another says, how could listening to this beautiful music not make someone smile? It was heartwarming to see all the food court people mesmerized by such, spec- uh, by such a spectacular performance. Another quote, you can clearly see people crying. This is the most intense video I have ever seen on YouTube. Still another quote, just watching the video nearly moved me to tears. Another says, every time I watch this, I get goosebumps and tears in my eyes. So powerful. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. And then another says, I haven't been to Mass in years and I'm bawling my eyes out right now. Here are just two more quotes from this newspaper article. One person said, I watched this recording over and over again because of its overwhelming impact. The happiness on the faces of those people performing but also to those listening. And then there's this quote, the very last one. This person said, I am an atheist, yet I find myself coming back to this video over and over again. I love beautiful music and even more, I love seeing people enjoy it. I think this is wonderful. All of that from an atheist. All of this is joy. But after the four-plus minutes or so of singing, people applaud, then go right back to eating their Arby's roast beef sandwich like nothing ever happened. But that's how it is with joy. It usually doesn't last long. It's kind of like the man in the Old Testament that fed the nation of Israel in their 40 years of wandering in the desert. 
It came once each day, didn't last long, but more came the next day. And so it is with joy as well. It may not last long, but if we sit back and relax and create space for joy to find us, it will come back. I've watched this video many times, sometimes even in July, but I've been trying to figure out why. Why does, why does this uh, bring me so much joy? Why, why am I drawn into it as I am? I've been trying to figure this out for some time now, and the conclusion I've come to is the appeal of it comes down to just one word, beauty. There is so much beauty in the several layers of relationships this video depicts. The obvious beauty of the heaven-like voices and harmonies that's so connected with people that it brought some to tears. There's the beauty of the lyrics and being part of the history of generation after generation since 1742 that have enjoyed them. It's a relationship that transcends time and space. Then there's the beauty of the singers who sang with such gusto and joy on their faces, second only to the joy in their voices. The beauty of this church choir all working together and relating with each other to create something much grander than they ever could individually. That's beauty. The sacrifice they made on a Saturday to come and entertain and bless strangers in a shopping mall in itself is a thing of beauty. I found beauty in all the contrasts in this scene, starting with the pianist playing jingle bells on his portable keyboard, then turning on the organ mode for the Hallelujah Chorus. The contrast of this glorious music for the heavens meant to be sung in a majestic cathedral, but instead performed in front of an Arby's and a Subway in a shopping mall food court, strikes me as beauty in an odd kind of way. For me, the second most beautiful thing of all is the reaction of those dining in the food court. So many smiles. People taking out their cell phones and recording the experience. Little children standing on chairs to take it all in. Joy was obviously finding them. They didn't have to go looking for it at all. It came to them. This event united strangers together in joy and beauty for a few minutes on a Saturday afternoon in November. One face in the crowd stands out for me. If you're watching the video, notice at the 3 minute and 23 second mark, there's a 30-something slightly bearded man there. He's not on for very long, but his smile and his eyes are saying something like, ah, this is so beautiful. It's just what I need at this moment. Ah. Finally, the most beautiful relationship to me in this video is the connection between the truth of the lyrics and the voices that proclaim them. You can tell from their faces the choir actually believed what they were singing. You can tell their voices were connecting with their hearts. The words are quite simple. There are a few phrases in Latin that basically say in English, the kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. And then in English we hear, and he shall reign forever and ever. King of kings forever. Hallelujah. Lord of hosts, Lord of lords, hallelujah. And that's it. Put all of these elements together and it creates a feeling. Beauty is a feeling. And I think that is why I'm so drawn into the moment recorded for us in this video. It's the relationship between what we see and what we hear and what we think that produces this feeling of beauty. 
Handel is masterful in using just a few words from the last book in the Bible. He weaves these lyrics together with his beautiful melodies, bringing hope that there is a future for all of us, that the difficulties of this life will vanish one day, and that because of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, when that day comes, I will begin living as God originally intended for all mankind, forever and ever. The joy of that truth found me by God using a flash mob at a food court in a shopping mall in Canada, of all places. If joy can find me through beauty like this, it can find you, too. And all of this leads to the main takeaway from today's episode, our our show in a sentence, and it's this. Joy will find us in surprising ways when we open our hearts to the beauty found in relationships with people working together, in our relationship to history, and in our relationship with truth that touches our hearts. So how can we respond to today's show? Well, may each of us spread joy to the world through the beauty of how we relate to each other, to what's happening around us, and how we relate to the transcendent truth that is ours for the taking. And in doing so, may we find joy in ever-increasing measure. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. In uh, next week's episode, the day after Christmas, uh, we're going to be wrapping up the year and uh, doing a little bit of a summary and then talking about what's coming up in 2019 to help transform our relationships into the best they can be. I would also like to hear from you, too. I've been getting some comments that I would like to share with with uh, everyone about what the podcast has been meaning to people and how they put into action some of the things that, that we've been talking about. And now to conclude, here's our, our quote of the week. And it's a little bit long, so I'll, I'll read it twice, but it's, it just ties into what we've been talking about so well. And it goes like this. A man should hear a little music, read a little poetry, and see a fine picture every day of his life in order that the worldly cares may not obliterate the sense of the beautiful which God has implanted in the human soul. And that comes to us from Goethe, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. He was a 17th, 18th century author and and, uh, German philosopher. Uh, I I just love that. It just ties everything together. I'll, I'll read it one more time. Goethe says, A man should hear a little music, read a little poetry, and see a fine picture every day of his life in order that the worldly cares may not obliterate the sense of the beautiful which God has implanted in the human soul. Well, that's it for today. I so appreciate you listening in. If you found this program helpful, I would appreciate it if you would share it with someone. And so to close, I want to wish everyone, all of our listeners, a deeply Merry Christmas and one that is truly blessed, and one that gives you hope for the future to come. Thanks again. See you next week.